1: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Beats 2, 3, maybe a 4th They're coming out of 6 and 7. Top to matches by the block, it's just the an Oh, wow. wow.
2: A very special episode of the Supercoach 365 podcast today. We're teaming up with Natty from the weekly rubdown to chat all things draft. And Natty, firstly, mate, welcome. Um, Excited to have you on. Uh, Very big fan of uh, yours and Wooker's work over there at the weekly rubdown, doing some great stuff in the draft space. So uh, welcome, mate. Great to have you here. The first uh, guest of the Supercoach 365 podcast in 2022. Yeah, good mate. Very stoked to be here. Um kind words, thank
3: you, Rhino. Um yeah, look where I've speaking to you before we started recording. Big fans of the content you guys are putting out as well. Um I've said it before, but you guys are the James Bond of fucking Supercoach content. Don't worry about that.
2: No time to die in twenty twenty two for the Supercoach three six five boys or well, hopefully. If you're James
3: Bond, then we're Ron Burgundy. <laughs>
2: uh... Mate, uh, I'll leave the the jokes up to you. I think we've been told we're a little bit too serious, but um, that's the way we treat it. Supercoach, it can get serious at times. uh, But no, importantly, have a bit of fun with it, and that's what you guys do very, very well. Uh, Of course, we're here to chat uh, draft today, and I thought no better um, bloke to to talk draft with than yourself, and you guys have been doing, as we say, great things on Instagram, but everywhere else on your socials. For those who don't know who you are or where to find you, you've got 30 seconds to see yourself here, mate, because um, then we better push on with things.
3: No worries, mate. Yeah, look, you can find us um, everywhere on socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do a lot of work on, on Instagram. That's probably where um, you'll find uh, my best work. Um, and if you want to head over to TikTok shortly, Wooker, I'm going to make him do some dancing and get into those those fads as well. So that'll be a laugh.
2: I think we need he more He doesn't Wooker. know that. Hey? Yeah. I, I said, I think we need more Wooker. Nothing against you, but Wooker's <laughs> sort of the, uh, the silent assassin there in the background, just keeping things ticking along, the stats man, but... Um but mate, no, he is the
3: he is the soul of the podcast. I think he's a fan favorite.
2: See so you guys are teaming up a little bit every now and again with the rugby league guru as well. So um, good yeah. to have uh, yourself alongside one of the goats or one of the OG super coach goats.
3: He's the best, bro. He's the best. Really good lad, um, and brings a little bit of legitimacy to the rubdown as well when he's on. <laughs>
2: We could all do with a little bit more of that, um, <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> this There'll year, that. absolutely. Um, okay, let's get stuck into this though. And we're here today in our new, uh, oh, I guess it's a collab series of sorts. And we'll do this a couple of times in the countdown to round one. Firstly, um, chatting the guns today. So I guess the top 20 or so picks um, as a little bit of a—I uh, a cap on, on this conversation. But I guess the six big questions hanging over the top 20 Heading into draft leagues, um, kicking off as we get closer to round one, as we say. Uh, the first question. Oh gosh,
3: Are we going to call this the, the set of six?
2: Absolutely. Let's, let's call it that. Um, sexy. Let's set go. of six. The sexy set of six, if you Hit want to me. even go Whoa, that
3: far. The sensual sexy set of six. <laughs> I'll leave alliteration. Up. I do love
2: alliteration. Absolutely. Mate, I'm, I'm still learning that, so I'll leave that up to you. I've <laughs> gone all over it, brother. All over Of the professionals. Okay, uh, first question here that I'm going to put to you. Now, don't call me mad as we throw this one up on the screen. Oh, of course, before we do this, if you're not uh, mm. watching this, you can grab this on YouTube as well. So if you're listening to this via the uh, podcast stream, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you get us, uh, flick on over to YouTube, search Supercoach365. We'll be doing some video content throughout season 2022. Let's kick it off. The first question, and no better place to start than with what could be the first pick. Now, I'm, I'm saying here, are we crazy for thinking that Turbo could slip to pick number two this year?
3: Look, and I remember last year, you guys were pretty vocal about Nathan Cleary being the first pick overall, which worked fantastically in your favor. What a call that was. Um, And I can see merit in it, especially if you don't play captains. I can see merit there because obviously the fullback position's pretty deep, um, whereas the halfback um, is pretty shallow, and you're obviously getting the best of the best with Cleary, and it's fucking daylight between Cleary and the next best halfback, which would be probably Hines or DCE. Um, The thing that you have to worry about, and the thing that you have to be okay with, is if you let Turbo slip, to pick two, you take Cleary one, you're going to have to be okay with watching Turbo score 200-plus points and possibly scoring 200-plus points against you and maybe losing you that matchup um, in draft. For me, I just, I just wouldn't be able to live with myself if that happened. If I let Turbo go, picked Cleary, and then he went on to have another season like he did in 2021 and just absolutely brained it, mm. yeah, I'd be kicking myself. I, I don't think I, I could live with that. So... For me, especially if you're playing captains, I think if you're playing captains, Turbo is a clear number one, no mistaking it. But if you don't play captains, I can see the merit there with Cleary.
2: Yeah, and that was sort of the thinking here. And yeah, I mean, we we saw Cleary last year, and I think we obviously saw that at the back end of 2019. Just the way he finished that year, finished really, really strong. and sort of to your point there about no captains or captains even uh, I mean, I don't think anyone could have predicted the way Turbo would have come out last year and we almost had that 100 mark as almost like in cricket that milestone you get to 100 you've had a, a oh, no. great game but Turbo just blew that mm-hmm. out of the water you're right if you'll pick one and you see you know, the full board there and you don't take Turbo you're either going to be a genius or you're going to be a dunce there's, there's no in between
3: yep 100% and yeah, look, the way that he was playing last year, defences just didn't have an answer for him. I, I think there's going to be a slight regression, but when you see a slight regression, even if you take 20 points off his average, he's mm. still going to be in the 120s. He's that type of freak. I think Manly will be a better side as as well. Um, the other thing to, to think about is Manly have... They don't have a great strength of schedule in the finals, but it's better than Panthers.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's something you've got to consider. Before a ball's kicked, isn't it? And sort of pull out the crystal yep. ball and look that far ahead. Okay, so we've decided that it's not completely insane, but you'd probably still sway towards turbo at pick one.
3: I think so. Just for that reason that you'd just be absolutely kicking yourself. You'd be, you'd be dark. You'd be very dark if you let him go, and then he, he went on to average, you know, 121.30. Yeah, you'd never live is, it down. It's, it's, with, it's in, within the realms of possibility, 100%.
2: Okay, uh, moving on from pick one and two, let's look ahead to picks arguably three and four, uh, Pappenhausen and Tedesco. Are these guys locked in at picks three and four, do you think? Um, I mean, interchangeable, the Quinella, not necessarily the exacto there you see it on your screen, Pappenhausen, Tedesco, Tedesco, Pappenhausen. Ooh, I love is
3: that, it... exacto, Quinella, lovely. <laughs>
2: Talking your language. Uh, is, this the way, <laughs> is this the way it pans out, do you think, three and four?
3: I think so, mate. We've got Hazard at a, at a pick five, simply because uh, those other two guys that you mentioned just don't have ceilings. We we don't know what they're going to do um, in 2022. The sky's the limit. I mean, little puppy in 80-minute games, he averaged 115. Mm-hmm. Teddy had a fantastic season, um, even though just off the, the top of your head, you think, oh, God, he kind of had a, had a down year. Roosters were struggling with injuries and, and consistency, but he still averaged 87. I mean, I'm big on... Teddy for this year That's why I've got him three I've got him over Little Puppy But I can't begrudge anyone That's got Little Puppy over Teddy Just because the storm And his goal kicking It's all sexy baby But I think Teddy's up for a really big season Either way I think they both average over 100
2: Could you push Paps to two then You you say this healing the goal kicking as well 115 average over 80 minutes That's better than Cleary's 108 So could you make a case for Paps even at two
3: Yeah Yeah Totally, I, I can. Um, especially with that um, uh, that strength of schedule that the Panthers have, it's pretty disgusting. Um, the thing with Storm is not really much changes. It's all positive. Like you're just having more guys that are healthier coming into the season 2022. I think they have an absolute crack over season. Uh, little is gonna have the one on his back every game. He's don't have to worry about sharing time with Nico Hines. I think that's good for his game. You know, the concussion stuff is in the rear vision mirror now. So, yeah, look, things are, are looking up for him. I think you definitely can make it a case for Lil' Puppy. Again, when you're talking about captains and non-captains, if it's a captain's league, mm-hmm. Lil' Puppy is going to be very um, valuable valuable in some games where Storm coming up against some poor defensive outfits. But, again, then you go back and you look at that, um, that whole you know, half back is really shallow. So I, you can definitely make a case for it, and I can't begrudge anyone um, for taking a little part number two.
2: Are we disrespecting James Tedesco, having him sliding as low as four? Because uh, this time last year, he was everyone's number one.
3: Yep. Yeah, well, well, 100%. And I mean, that's value, isn't it? And it, we, I think where we've got him is it's it's accurate with the way that the other players played last season. But in saying that, it also presents a lot of value for T- James Tedesco, especially if you're like me and Walk where we think the Roosters are going to be a very hard team to beat. I mean, they're paying a dollar eighty for top four. Put your fucking house on that. That'll happen. I'll be having a, a little flutter on them to, to win the premiership. I think if everyone stays healthy for that team, um, it's it's going to be very good for Supercoach for a lot of players. And especially James Tedesco, because when he's able to play his normal game, when he's able to play straight, hard and fast, that's where you get the best out of him, both on rugby league and super coach.
2: Yeah, and I don't think you're alone there in thinking that the Roosters are going to be well, definitely a top four, but maybe even a top two finish. Mm. And then, as you say, if you get that home Big final top. week one, anything's possible, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, that top, that top four, they really, I mean... I think I think we'll settle on Turbo being the clear number one, but yep. the other three, they could go, you know, wherever. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to jump up and down about it.
2: Talking about a man that can go wherever and whenever, now, mm. I want to pull this question up. Is this the biggest question of not only the set of six as we do it today, but of the 2022 draft, do you think? Because you say, okay... You've locked Turbo at one. The other two, three, four maybe interchangeable. But if people start reaching for To'o or vice versa, they let him slip too far, I think he holds the key to all of the value. That's just my opinion this year.
3: Yep. And look, first up, I'm just saying I love Brian tor I mean, there's oak trees out there that are softer than the wood that I've got for Brian To'o. I love him. <laughs> Huge man crush. I'm all over him. But there's just a few questions about him that sort of put pause. Um, I mean, starters, CTW has so much value later Mm -hmm. in the draft uh, for 2022. There's some guys that you can pick up late that I think will go very well uh, in the upcoming season. But first up, he's had a career year. You always have to be a little bit wary about guys coming off a career year. Premiership side, killed it at State of Origin had an amazing season I think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover there the other thing is he's so dynamic he's so hard to stop it would be naive to think the defenses haven't done a lot of film on him and are going yeah. to work out a way to defend him they were probably going to stack him and just say look if he gives the ball inside to whoever's playing center and he beats us so be it but mm. we're going to stop Brian Torr You'll be, you'd be naive to think the defense aren't, aren't sort of going to rush up and try and hit him as soon as he gets the ball. Um, the other way, thing is the way that he plays. I mean, I, I hate to... I'm not wishing an injury on anyone, but I'm just saying I've got a vibe, I've got a feeling that this year he may get an injury just because mm. of the way that he plays. Um, I mean, he's a front rower in a winger's body and, you know, he's got no regard for his own safety. And he's obviously going to play State of Origin as well. Um, Panthers' strength of schedule isn't great. We talked about that. Um, I don't like Luai um, feeding him the ball. I don't think he beats that 14 tries that he got in 2021. But all that being said, you know, that's just me finding reasons not to pick him in the top 10. We've still got him yeah. between pick 12 and 15 because that sort of 80 to 85 average is still well and truly doable with the, the type of skill that he
2: has. I guess that's the beauty of draft as well. It comes down to opinion. And at the end of the day, I think it rewards uh, coaches who are out there willing to make a big call, whether it is to let someone slide or to grab someone early as well, What uh, depending on which way you look at it. Just not looking at and that. And the other
3: thing... The other thing I want to I want to say is like he's that type of player, and Wook and I talk about this because supercoach is fun, draft is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to have guys in your supercoach team that excite you, that you want to watch. That you know when you've got the captain or the VC or whatever on them, you know you're pumped up. You put a little bet on them in sports bet or whatever, and it's exciting top sport, to have Matt. these. We do it on top sport. Top sport sorry, my, my bad. <laughs> um, and. It's exciting to have these players So that really needs to play a part in picking players as well I know some people are going That's nah, a stupid way to look at it But if yeah. it makes the game more enjoyable That's what it's about So if To'o is that guy for you And you really want him Go get, yeah. go get him Go fucking get him
2: No, I love that I love that mentality And I always come back to that, that It is just a game at the end of the day Have fun with it And if you come out on tops so after 25 rounds Congratulations to you But no harm done if you don't Uh yeah, okay. We'll keep this moving. Um, actually, just before we move on there, I just want to say, just on the, on the difference of opinion, uh, I did a mock draft. It was, it was before Christmas even with um, Supercoach Whisperer and Brew of the uh, Dual Position podcast. Um, they had uh, as high as 7th or 8th. I had him around ninth or 10th, and you guys yep. at the Weekly Rubdown have him at 12th, 15th. So yep. there's a, a fair difference of opinion there.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. And look, again, I'm not going to jump up and down if someone takes him at eight or seven. To be honest, because mm. one, if you're a believer, great. And if he excites you, even better. And then if you think he's going to beat his average, you know, that's your opinion and back back your gut. Hundred percent. I like. There's so many, like I said, there's so many differing opinions out there. And I I urge people to listen to as many podcasts, read as many articles, um, follow as many pages as you can suck all the information in from all of us and then make that a tool f- to help you make your own decision and back your own gut. Don't just listen to people and go, they're doing it, I'm going to do it exactly like them.
2: Yeah. You know, No, Be a I love that, love that, love that sentiment. Okay, let's keep this going. Uh, from one CTW who surprised us last year to another. Uh, Ruben Garrick, stud oh, or boy. dud? Is it bang or bust oh, for Garrick this year? Because uh, personally, I feel, again, this is just my opinion, Um, Whatever happens with Garrick, I know I said, oh, is the biggest question of the draft, but I think he's either going to prove massive value with how late he slides or he's going to be a massive dud um, depending on how early he goes, whatever way you look at it. I don't think there's an in-between because we've already spoken about Turbo and his influence not only upon Manly, but particularly Garrick and Cherry Evans as well. I feel that Garrick will be either a bang on bust. There's no in-between.
3: Yeah, well, oh, you're 100% right. And his scores are so heavily tied to Turbo, it's unbelievable. I mean, most merely players, that's the case. Um, he goes one pick ahead of To'o for me, just because of the stuff I talked about with To'o. You know, Garrick's not a state of origin player. He kicks goals. Um, merely strength of schedule in the finals is a little bit better. So it's these little things that sort of tip it over the edge for Garrick for me. Um, so he's around that 12, 15 picks again. And that's just because I'm a Turbo believer. You know, if mm. you're a Turbo believer, you're a DCE believer, you're a Garrick believer. It's as simple as that. If you think Turbo isn't going to last the season, then you're not on Garrick. You're not on DCE. It's as simple as that. Um, I said it before, Manly will be, be a better team for the run in 2022. Um, I think they're going to start bringing in some of these other attacking weapons like Schuster and Oluquatu. um yeah. Dylan Walker off the bench. I think they're really going to spread the ball around. Um There is probably a bit of a regression there, but and I've quoted myself in saying this a few times. I think Garrick will be most valuable to you when it matters the most, and that's in the finals.
2: Okay, definitely. And uh, you kept mentioning, mentioning that strength of schedule. If you haven't listened to the weekly rubdown strength of schedule podcast, I think there was a couple of them, Natty, correct me if I'm wrong, but get on over and listen to them because it will set you up for not only just the first draft day, but throughout the whole season as well.
3: Yeah, 100%. um, It's very high-frequency stuff. Excel spreadsheets (laughs) and stats bookers all over it. Um, And we will continue to update that as the season goes along, as we get in-season data. So plenty of strength of schedule stuff. Um, We believe it to be one of the best tools um, when you're drafting and going for waivers and going for trades throughout the year as well.
2: Beautiful. One last question on Garrick before we move on. I've got here in the notes, if his name wasn't Ruben Garrick and if he doesn't play at Manly, so the Tom factor, and you and you just mm-hmm. if you're an alien and you come and play SuperCoach draft, you're drafting purely off that average. Where does he go?
3: Oh God, he, he'd have to go. Well, he, off that average alone, he's you know he's a five, six, seven pick. Yeah,
2: isn't he? It's just funny though because really it's a numbers game. We should just be looking at numbers, but as you say, we come in, we bring all these other factors into it, things that oh. do in fact Maybe. all these variables. Maybe
3: that'd be better if we did that and didn't confuse ourselves with all this other shit. But fuck, what fun would that be?
2: Stop listening to us. Turn us off and just go (laughs) look at the numbers. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, let's uh, move it on. And uh, we've already spoken of uh, Brian To'o and Garrick there. And uh, Mm -hmm. the next one here that I want to move it on to is uh, someone who impacted the scores of To'o heavily or two people who did in fact. Uh, Jerome Luai and Matt Burton you see on the graphic there Nico Hines uh, alongside that as well but I've got here some new roles for some 2021 standouts now maybe you're saying Luai wasn't a standout I think there was a point at one stage last year where he was the top ranked 5'8 Burton we all know what he can do on his day and uh, let's start with those two first before we get to Nico Hines because I think this could go on yep. for a little bit what are we making and, and what are we doing with Burton and Luai particularly? Because that Panthers left side particularly is going to look very, very different this year as it did last.
3: 100%. Like, Wook and I aren't big on Luai. I mean, yeah, he started the season, um, he was very sexy. Like you said, he was probably the top 5-8 in the game. Then he dropped down and he was throwing 20s and 30s and 40s at us there for a while. Then he picked it back up towards the end of the season. Pretty inconsistent. Um, I don't know. Doesn't... Sometimes he doesn't pass the eye test for me And then sometimes Mm. I go Wow, this kid's got everything that a 5'8 needs Um, I think he will probably go a lot earlier Than I'm going to value him Because I'm just a little bit low on him Um, And it's not as though Luai and To'o link up again and again It's not like a turbo Garrick sort of situation here Like I think Luai was going short to Burton a lot more than he was going long to To'o. And whenever To'o got the ball, he had a lot to do. And that's why he was making so many points in those runs and tries for To'o. Because he was getting it 5-10 metres out, breaking 3 or 4 tackles, line break, and then scoring. It wasn't like Luai was setting it up you know, on a silver platter for him. So... I don't know, I'm, I'm off Luai. Burton, we all know there's so many fucking questions about how he's going to play. Um, his stats in the halves, it's pretty good. And we know that this, this Bulldog's left edge is going to be potent. I mean, TPJ is going to be out there. Fox is going to be out there. Um, he'll probably have Naden out there as well. I would probably go Burton over Luai. That, that sounds that's crazy, up. I know. Um, but that's just, that's just me vibe. That's vibe alone, so... I don't know. Do do with that what you will.
2: No, it's a good point, though, because I think we sit here and we think, oh, well, Burton won't be as good or he'll go backwards. But in fact, he could well go the other way because he's touching the ball more. And not only can mm-hmm. he score tries, we know he's a running 5-8 to start with. We saw that, particularly that game against, um, I think it was the Sharks, maybe round 17 last year where he was playing... Uh, in that origin-affected week, 13 or 17, one of the two. And I think, I think he scored a late double to get them right back into the game. And it was simply like that Brad Fittler type, to the line, step, just back your size and go in. And we think, oh, well, he's going to score less tries now because he's at 5'8". Probably he will, but it doesn't mean he's not going to score any tries.
3: I love I love that link to to Brad Fittler because now you've got two big-body five eights because that's what he is, he's a throwback 5'8", big-body. Mm. But you had Brad Fitler playing the centers before he moved into the into the five eight role as well, and I feel like that helped his running game um, as well. And I, yeah. I can see the same thing happening with Burton; um, he'll tuck it and run it when there's space, when when he sees a gap. And what that'll do to the defense, it'll put them in two minds when he's got the ball out in front of him, and it's going to open up space for guys like TPJ. Like you don't need to give TPJ much space. Yeah. Um, and if they are going to rush up on Burton, he's going to make them pay with a nice short ball off the hip to TPJ. And I can see them linking up a lot in 2022. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, one of the guys that, you know, it's a, that excitability factor. Uh, I'm keen to have him in my side just because of that. I'm I'm excited about the dogs. I want them to do well. So, mm. yeah, I, I would probably go Burton over Lawai, but I'm not going to reach for Burton either. Like, if someone's going to reach for Burton in the third round, I'll let them do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of value there to be had early on and later on as well, um, especially. So don't don't I guess reach too high. But then also just sort of weigh it up and as you say, the the best place to weigh it all up is over in the weekly rub down in terms of drafts. You guys have obviously done you started your predictions I think uh, for your top twenty at least and maybe beyond that as well.
3: Yeah, so we're putting out um, each each rub down that we do on a position we'll put out a ranking system, so we just front row so we've got a top 30 and I mean it's pissing in the wind when you're trying to pick a top 30 this far out yeah but it, it does start the conversation and that's what we encourage people to do like if you think that we've got it wrong jump in the comment section let's start the conversation and maybe together as a community like we can you know nail it down to a really specific top 30 that everyone's happy with so you know we're not uh, sitting on an ivory tower saying like this is how it is this is how you need to draft them um you know listen to us black and white type of stuff we're just putting it out there giving our opinions and just hoping that you know as a community a draft community even a super coach community that um we can all sort of start that conversation and um help each other out
2: particularly though it does help first time drafters and i'm expecting a few more of those i think we see every year on year that the draft game grows and so it should plenty of fun um let's talk about the other bloke on the screen there nico Hines. um Hmm. Everyone who I've listened to to this point Just is off Nico Hines Are you guys in the same basket there? Because new nah. club, new role It's going to be very different to what we saw last year
3: A.K.A. Mr. Arousal Big on him We are huge Big. on Hines okay. Yep. So we had him originally When we are talking about our top 30 We had him maybe late teens Maybe even to early 20s Now we've got him at pick 11 Wow um, when, we, when we look at his stats from last year 80 minute games average 95 he had 16 try assists and 19 line break assists so what that says to me is that yes he was playing fullback but he was more like a half anyway like he was out there to set the guys up around him not to tuck it and run himself and the tries that he scored uh, were usually backing up some of the plays that he put on in the first place so I don't think his game is going to be too much different from what you know he was playing at the storm. the The downside is, you know, you're obviously going from a storm system to a shark system, and there is going to be a little bit of a regression there. But the things that we love about him is that the sharks have the second best season strength of schedule. They have the third best final strength of strength of schedule. Hines has the best final strength of schedule among all right halves. Tip to get the goal kicking, dual fullback, halfback. I mean, there's so many things. When you're trying to rank people, and we're not ranking guys just solely on what we think they're going to average. We attribute value to things like strength of schedule, if they're dual, um, an uptick in in their average, obviously. And that all comes into contention and we just had to move him up that much. Now, does he average more than the guys that are 12, 13, 14? Maybe not. But is he going to be more valuable season long or in the finals we're saying yes
2: yeah and it's a it's a very very interesting way to look at it isn't it because it kind of goes against the point we made earlier about Garrick if you're an alien and drafting purely off numbers Hines might be a little bit lower but um, you make some great points there I agree with you entirely on the Sharks schedule I think the way that we looked at it, they had the best schedule. So maybe just a slight um, differing in opinions there, but still close enough. And um, I think they'll definitely be playing finals footy this year, the Sharks. Yep. And if you look on uh, Top Sport, $2. You've already mentioned the Roosters, top $4.80. I think the Sharks, $2 to make the top eight. Oh, you can do with that whatever you want. Please. Bank it. That's lovely. Yeah.
3: God, I might I might write that right down now. Is it's...
2: Absolutely, top eight two
3: dollars. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming. License well, to print money. I
2: don't know, a bit of money heist about that. We're sort of in in we've Trojan Horst um, and, and just doing it from the inside. Anyway, yeah, um, I love it. I think that's that's about where we get to on Nico Hines. It, it's interesting though because that pick eleven—that's the highest I've heard him. Um, I think the guys over at dual position—they're—they're they're off him, and I'm sort of in between. I think I've got him maybe third. fourth, third round late third round or sorry early third round Um, but again I think you like to
3: make waves at the rub down brother stir it up
2: love it that's that's (laughs) the only (laughs) way to be keep keep doing it keep doing it it's it's working Uh, last question here the set of six we'll wrap this one up pretty soon but um, that man on your screen Payne Haas he probably epitomises what it means to be a big boy what Mm. are we doing with the big boys this year I think traditionally there's been that want or that need to let them slide down uh, the order, uh, the draft rankings, that is. Uh, I'll just bring that one back up there. But what the question there, when do we go reaching for a big boy? Because he is very different, Payne Haas, to what you'll get from a lot of your other front row forwards. Yeah, I think I
3: think in a lot of drafts, he'll slip to the back end of round two, which is, that's going to be fantastic value. I think he'll have a better season in, in 2022. But for me, for, for the rub, we just let the front row forwards slip way down the list um, and really don't pop our heads up to look at front row forwards until sort of round eight. Um, There's there's some guys that I I think are going to be really great value in the front row spot around... Rounds three, four, five, guys like AFB. I think um, he's going to have a great season. His his average is down a little bit due to some uh, injury affected games, and obviously he had those niggling injuries all twenty twenty one. So I think he'll be better for the run. Paul Vaughan redemption. Um, it's all narrative about. Orphan, I think he averages 60+. plus. Again, Welch, I think there's going to be more minutes for him in the Storm pack. I like him. But then you get down into some value, guys. And these are the type of guys I'll be looking at. Stefano Udicamano. I mean, post-round 18, when he had the 8 on his back... He was starting every week. He was getting good minutes around that 55 mark. He averaged 66, had three tries. I think he's worth a reach. A guy that I'm really interested in is Jai Arrow. So he's going to be 2RF front row forward eligible. Um, He's tipped to get that edge back rower spot on the right edge for the bunnies. um, In games where he played on the edge... Over 50 minutes, he averaged 60 points. Um, he's a real worker. I like him. I think you'll get him for value. Yep. Then further down the list, guys like Isaac Liu for the Titans, I think he'll play a bigger role. He's dual as well. Jacob Saifidi, Josh Alloye, Guys that I'm looking at to get me 50 to 55 points that I can get late in my draft, that's what we're about at the rubdown.
2: Yeah. And you mentioned Haas there. I don't want to say he's capped at a... Let's say 90 on a, on a good day for Haas. If he has yep. maybe... You know, an attacking stat if he tips on or if he scores. He doesn't score that often, but towards the back yeah. end of last year, he was a little bit more attacking. Anyway, um...
3: I agree, mate. I agree. His he, ceiling is capped, and you know you've got to think about that if you're trying to look at him in the round two spots when there's guys around him that have got that ceiling. And in this these times with Super Coach, ceiling always trumps. So if you're looking at two players and you're going, "Geez, they're really close." Who's got the bigger ceiling? Always go that player.
2: Agree with you. Uh, one guy who has a big ceiling in this spot, or at least um, on par with the biggest ceiling in this spot, is TPJ. I think there's some value there. Mm. Uh, yep, this I year, I think he's, he's in for maybe a little bit of a change of role. I think he'll be less of that bash and Barge type back rower as he was, or, or even when he played through the middle of the Broncos. I think Burton will free him up. I think we'll see TPJ a little bit more of that for feeder mould.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, we sort of touched on it with Burton. I think they'll link up a lot. Um, he's going to play big minutes, if not 80, every week. Um, you're going to have a brain explosion. He will be suspended at some point in 2022. That's just a fact. Um, so you sort of counter that into to when you're drafting him. But front row forward, 2RF eligible. you probably draft him at your front row forward. That's fantastic. He's going to score more tries. He is always tipping the offload um, categories. I, I think it was like not last year, the year before he played 9 games and got 24 offloads. The guy's yeah. a freak. He
2: just he looks His for game
3: it. is just his game is just so friendly for Supercoach. It's as simple as that.
2: That's it for the set of 6, but before we let you go, uh, we've got some questions here through via Instagram and a couple on Twitter as well, so uh, we'll get to these cuz uh, I love Speak. hearing Talk from me, Love hearing from the listeners. Uh, the first one is from Charlie Vincenzi. Now, we haven't spoken a hell of a lot about um, value picks on mid-rangers today, but uh, Pinasini, you mentioned about getting value late in the, the CTW slot, uh, in draft leagues particularly, and Will Pinasini from the Parramatta Reels, he is exactly what you're talking about in that in that slot.
3: Big time, big time. We're big on him. Um, Walker loves the penis, I mean, uh, Pinasini. Um, so, there's a few guys there that the Parramatta Eels are going to present some value as well because we think Bailey Simonson's a great value player as well but I think is going to be that guy that locks in the spot over Simonson if there's you know once Sivo comes back and things like that but I, I agree I think he's a great value play. he's going to be way up on my pre-draft list um, he's in my black book um, and I totally agree I think the Parramatta Eels are going to be a better um, side, I think they'll they'll go up maybe a couple of ranks. I think they'll they'll have a real run at the premiership this year. Wow. I like Moses to be a better play. I think uh, Dylan Brown um he's a great value player as well. I think um Ryan Madison is a is a great player as well. There's two sides that I'm really interested in super coach players and that's Roosters and Eels because traditionally both teams have been always top three super coach scoring teams. Um and I, I don't think there's anything different for twenty twenty two.
2: Love it. Uh, Champagne Saki asks, final round smokies. We might leave that one until uh, one of the latest sets of six where we do pick out the mid-rangers or the cheapies in classic terms or the value picks uh, in draft leagues. The NRL yep. underscore Don, speak of uh, oh, content don- producers and, and uh, podcasters out there. He is um, making, making a name for himself, Don. He yeah. says, how big are the boys... Uh, okay, so I haven't actually looked at this yet, but yourself and Walker, I'm sure, Guru maybe even has had a look at this. How big are you guys making your bench in your customizable draft leagues uh, due to COVID and such now that you can change it?
3: Yeah, look, someone asked me this in a DM the other day. Um, people hate change, um, and it's gonna take a lot for commissioners to, to bring their league around changing the setup of their, their team makeup. Now, there's definitely merit in making your bench bigger, but just think that the, the bigger you make your team, it's going to take more players off the waivers during the mm. season. So with our league, and I've talked about this on the rundown, is we're a 12-man league. We, we stepped it up from a 10- to 12-man league. And to counteract that and to try and keep the vibe of the waiver going throughout the season, we dropped one 2RF and two CTWs. So we run with only two 2RFs and two CTWs. Took a little bit of time for everyone to get used to that but what that did is it kept the waiver wire the same as it would be if you had that full team um with the three two rfs and the four ctws um and that's worked out really good because i just want that i want the trades to be happening i want the the waiver to be rolling i want people to be invested in the league all season long and I don't want people to just be sitting on their hands and sitting on their teams and just going, no, nah, I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm not trading. I'm not wavering. I'm not... Because there's nothing out there. So you've got to think about that. But Donnie, I think there's merit in that just because of the COVID stuff.
2: I love that. And I love the way you look at it as well. Um, I guess big picture though, great to see the game innovating and accounting for people's different wants or needs. I know I play right. Fantasy Premier League and it was a nightmare with COVID to start. I've stopped. For that reason it's just too hard to keep up um and same with uh nba fantasy um it's just too hard and obviously time zones play a factor there as well which we don't have to mm. put up with here in australia but the COVID headaches which just go on and on hopefully we don't see too many of them but it's probably inevitable that we do
3: yeah yeah i, I agree and look it's it's a good thing for commissioners to put it out to their leagues and just see what they think about it um you know have a vote. And see what people think. Maybe it's maybe they're going to stick to the normal setup, but maybe guys want to have a change and just take um, you know what the boys in your league say seriously and and change it from there. But I think everyone is is pretty set in their ways with it, and it's going to be try, like pretty hard to change.
2: Now this is a question which I don't know the answer to, and I'm hoping you do. And if you don't, well, I have to pull out the terms and conditions and the rule books of SuperCoach, or just make it up. Yep. Sean underscore C underscore double zero, double two. Speak of James Bond. That sounds like a James Bond. Mm, it does. Um, some, I don't know, something he'd put in his watch. Is there a chance you could... Uh, sorry, is there a chance a player could lose a position after you draft him with the new rules with the uh, positional updates in round six, 12, and 18?
3: Yeah, but from my understandings, um, and I'm actually going to get Wilson from the Daily Telegraph on the rub to sort of clarify a few rules that have been changed, but my understanding is... Yeah, it's going to be fluid, and those rounds that they've got set out for changing dual players is for both, for adding um, a position to a player, but taking away as well. So I could be wrong, um, and I could be completely fucking making this up, but we'll run with that, bro.
2: I had a guess yesterday. I said they wouldn't take it away, so it just shows you that between us, we know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the two. It's one of the two. Yeah, flip a coin, and one of us will come up heads or tails. Uh, Natty. That wraps us up, mate. Big thanks uh, Thanks. for jumping on. It's been a pleasure just on, well, edging closer to 40 minutes. So uh, we'll try and keep it that short and sharp heading into the future. And, of course, we're going to do a a few more of these. Uh, Tell us more about what we're going to do in the uh, set of sixes coming up.
3: Perfect, yeah. Keen for another set of six, brother. Thanks for having me.
2: No worries. Okay, until next time, this has been the Supercoach365 Podcast. Teaming up with the Weekly Rubdown, you can find us both wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Supercoach365 on YouTube again this year. Just search Supercoach365. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, it's good Cheers. Here's
0: a cool fact.